This episode of Speakers of Fightland is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers, Omeji Cat Comet, Erisu Yamakawa, Circuit Barakil, Remy Asalia, Arcadia Lunashine, Alex Franco AV, Casey Schaefer, Azuta Starbreeze, Cletus Oreo, Nina Grimstarter, Nat Clay, Lily Black, AJ Brainswordson, Bob Cece, Mikta Rappentau, Faris Gentoru, Sapa Chakwatol, Edwin, Umbral Wind, Quick Levin, Winebow Brood, Pamela Isley, Camille Grino, Face on Masher, Elenreal Maximus, Code Red No, Mira Miri, Bay Barbele, Suno Chicano, Celesto Notrell, Lazy Boy, A Bag of Dragonite, Luke Osborne, Pandalu Storm Arrow, Tex, and Yowie Wowie. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. This is Speakers of Good evening, Aorcians. Welcome to Speakers of Idlin, episode 251. I'm Lakeel Bravestone, and I'm joined today, of course, by Georgi Wiston and Rollo uh, Amadeus Des. Amadeus, Amadeus. Welcome. Amadeus. Uh, today is June 19th, 2021. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Episode 251. Uh, today we'll be uh, going through an interview with Yoshi P by Famitsu. We still have a lot of interviews to go through, so it's just going to be... This is just how the episodes are going to be for the next a few weeks. But we also have the date for Live Letter 65. And Georgi reminded me that we are only four Live Letters away from Live mm-hmm. Letter 69. So mm-hmm. So close. That's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Um, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll also be reading Mogmail. Uh, speakers.xiv.com slash Mogmail. Make sure you... Uh, I almost said make sure you catch that, but that's the post-show section that I'm coming to right now. Uh, we'll also be answering questions from the syndicate. Uh, so make sure in the post-show... God, I'm messing it up. In the post-show, we'll be reading <laughs> questions from the syndicate. Make sure you catch that. All right. Uh, some channel updates. Uh, Ceruleum Reactor, episode 3, uh, will be out for the public on Monday. Uh, mm. That's Monday. Can um, you even remember one thing you talked about? On well, I, I've, I've edited it, Rollo. And oh, so that's not fair. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, among the topics are... Well, let's just say it has a main topic, I think, which is Star Wars. <laughs> it is no. three months late, though. So even after stuff had been removed... It still feels a little outdated. <laughs> so, um, sorry about that. Uh, but uh, it'll be out on Monday uh, for the rest. For patrons, Supreme and Master, it is in the Early Access channel on the Discord. Okay, that is it for channel updates. Let's jump into uh, recent events. So... Um, uh, yes, so Letter from the Producer Live, part 65, July 10th, 
July 10th, that is, I thought, okay, so July 10th, that's for Europe. Yes. For North America, it's July 9th. When oh, I so first, it's a late night one. Yeah. So when, when uh, it's two. Uh, I mean, it's very late night for Likio. It's 4.30 my time, uh, which means it's like 10.30 your time, I think. Um... PM? Yeah, about 10 or 11. Because we're six hours apart. So, yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, I was very confused when I first saw this because uh, I saw... I had the European Times for the ten, uh, for 14 hours stream in my mind. Uh, and then I saw the North American like announcement, which said the 9th. So, mm. I thought they were going to have the live letter on one day and then the 14 hour stream the day <laughs> after, though. That's very odd. But no, this is part of the 14 hour stream. Um, uh, in the second half of the show, producer and director Naoki Yoshida will be accompanied by uh, Yosuke Saito and Yoko Taro, guest creators of Yorha Dark Apocalypse. The three will look back on the Alliance Raid series as well as answer questions from the official forums. So, there's a QA sesh um, and the second part. So, we know that that's going to be the, the main part of the live letter. Um, they also mentioned you're ready for spoilers. Mm, I don't care. I mm. I've been told that I don't have to care, uh, and so I have I have accepted that I don't have to care. Um, so uh, and I also it's Yoko Taro, and he doesn't answer questions correctly. <laughs> like he will it's just gonna... yeah. We're not going to get anything yeah. from him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so patch six point i six point i six point o digest is uh, the the first part of the show, and then there's special guests. Really? Yeah. Show details. I read it. I can read it. Digest. I'm just surprised. Why? Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I, I guess it's, a... it's very early for a patch six point o. Yeah, digest. I was expecting mm. um, uh, data center visit to be mentioned here. Oh, I guess that might be under will. miscellaneous updates. Yeah. Or or they will maybe they'll open with it? I don't know. It's it's odd for them to not mention it because that is the yeah. next patch. Uh yeah. So yeah, there's Well, no, it's the patch after next actually. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um okay, uh yes, and miscellaneous updates which is probably all the merch that we can't buy uh or overpriced mm. merch that we can buy. Um so, um you can send in questions on the official forums. You know the deal. Um, go to the official forums. Post your questions. Don't ask stupid questions. But I know that. Ask kind about of 1.0. Ears. Don't ask about 1.0. Don't ask about uh, characters <laughs> you want to date. I don't know. <laughs> stupid ask questions. Ask about 1.0 and then mention Lukeel specifically. I will kill you if you do that. <laughs> I will kill you. I will find you and I will kill you. Uh, okay. okay, so that's <laughs> he has a big penis. Uh, so uh, in another story. No, 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 no! World... You don't get to just Sorry. move on from that. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I can. Um, so uh, June twenty second, there's an all worlds maintenance uh, to uh, uh, for patch five point five seven. Um, that's um, that's all we know. About that patch. <laughs> what? Yeah. What's this patch supposed? Is it like the? Is it the Bosnia nerf patch or? I hope so. As good as guess at any. I don't know. We have no idea. There's nothing. 
there it, this is happening you can probably get the upgrade token for weapon for the tome weapon now with oh. coins mm -hmm. with uh like uh near coins possible yeah this yeah it might be adjustments to stuff like that maybe maybe they'll adjust relic stuff because have they Earlier done any phases uh, yeah have that was online yeah uh oh yeah savage unlock yeah okay it's like that last like yeah wrap up stuff for for the patch yeah uh but it's weird that it's not mentioning anything though uh so that is on june 22nd uh from 7 a.m bst to 11 a.m bst uh whatever time that is in your region um and that's that that's the next patch um mm. I don't know if there's anything to add. That's uh, that's it. Uh, we can't really add much because they don't give us any information. <laughs> no, no. Um, okay, let's just, I guess, moving on to the main story. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a patch. <laughs> there's a patch, uh, and it's coming. All right, let's uh, jump into uh, the interview with Famitsu. Interview, interview by Famitsu. <laughs> I was waiting for the page to load. <laughs> uh, yes, mm. so this is translated by Ak Morning, um, which I think is a very clever name, a very nice website. Um, uh, yes, so it's with Naoki Yoshida. Um, you should all know who that is. Who? Uh, Naoki yeah. Yoshida. He is, uh, he is uh, credited as producer and director of the like game. Like a pasta? Like Naki? Naki's not a pasta. <laughs> Naki's, yeah, Naki's not a pasta. That's like this is a not potato can... or whatever. Is it... or oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm. okay. It's a pasta, like, substitute. Okay. Yeah, it's a pasta substitute. Okay, let's not... We're going to upset the Italians again. We always upset the Italians. Uh, okay, right. <clears throat> so... Uh, let's just jump into the questions from Famitsu. Among all the melee jobs released for Final Fantasy, abbreviated as FF, so far, there are still many jobs that aren't implemented in Final Fantasy XIV. So we would like to know the reason behind the decision to implement Re uh, Reaper in Final Fantasy XIV, which is so far an original job not seen anywhere. How do you feel... So I think we've had this discussion before, but... Because I, I feel like this is the thing that a lot of people still whine about is that they don't like when they don't implement jobs that already exist like when they're making up new jobs this is i know that it's not a popular take and over <laughs> over the years they've become less like that group has shrunk dramatically mm -hmm. but i remember um what was the first uh job that was made for this game was that uh Ninja? gun no, no, no. Ninja exists in Final Fantasy. Oh, the first oh, game oh you mean the first, first That's like unicorn. unique to 14. Astrologian, right? Astrologian, yeah. Because everyone thought, oh, but that's just a time mage. Everyone's like, time mage, time mage. Here's Astrologian. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? People still want time yeah, mage. I know. that. That's the same group that has been moaning every time they're like, oh, we want to make something new. They're like, no, where's my fucking, I don't know, <laughs> butt mage. Like there's so many weird, like people like crying out for, 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 ro for jobs that exist in like spinoffs from like 1981. Mm -hmm. 
Where the fuck is Chocobo Knight? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Spine, um, for real. Green Mage, yeah, that's another one that a lot of people are. All the different color mages, like, they all want all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, what are the weird jobs from, like, 12, like, All Hand? All Land? Oh, yeah, yes, all well, the... Well, Land, yeah. Land and there's another one. They're, they're like, different words just for different things words. that already exist in this game. Yeah, yeah like Samurai and Ninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Shikari is just ninja i think mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah it's 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 fun to see those people but they always get well this expansion they don't they don't get a classic job no. paired with a, a, a unique one two original ones for yeah. the first time i think yeah mm -hmm. i like it i i mean some of them might hold on to the fact that Sage is a class that has existed before. So Spare. maybe they can delude themselves. Yeah, or maybe uh, they true. can delude themselves. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because <laughs> it is nothing like the Sage that we know. But yeah. yeah, at least they have the name. Yeah, I like it when they make... Because I want them to implement jobs that make sense, not that they feel forced to put in. Uh, and I feel like mm -hmm. that's what they're doing now. Uh, okay, let's see what, he, uh, what Yoshi P has to say. Uh, since the Final Fantasy series has been going on for 35 years now, there are still jobs that haven't seen any appearance. But I do think that, it, that in order to be able to keep expanding our content further as a social game under the MMORPG genre, if we are to overdo the arrangement for the jobs in order to fit them in an MMORPG setting, uh, when they are jobs that are unique to the Final, unique to Final Fantasy and yet tricky to deal with, the essence of the original job would be lost, and that's what I think of it. Yeah, that was a big problem. I remember even when people were like, "Oh, we're gonna get, we're finally gonna get Red Mage," then but then immediately mm. the fear started to spread. Like, how is Red Mage gonna fit into fourteen? <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Um, I and, mean, look at Blue Mage. Yeah, look at Blue Mage. <laughs> uh, people are still like super salty about Blue Mage. Never forget. Mm -hmm. the it's still so crazy to me. But uh, yeah, Blue yes. Mage is very fun as it is. So yes. get over it. Yeah. But God, that announcement, I will never I, forget mm. when we covered that. The dead silence when they were like, limited job. And people were like, well. Mm. <laughs> and there was just awkward silence spreading. Oh, God, it almost doesn't feel real. Um, okay. Uh, of course, there are voices asking us to implement the jobs that have appeared in earlier Final Fantasy titles. But I had to consider whether I could properly bring over the experience and impression from the original to Final Fantasy XIV. What we must do is to ensure that whether is to ensure whether we can improve at an interest in. Sorry, hold on. What we must do is to ensure whether we can provide an interesting game experience. I got through that. In case we end up forcefully implementing jobs for the sake of evoking players' nostalgia and end up and end up the result being completely different from the memories. It will end up not only unbeneficial to the game as a whole, but also ended up doing a disservice to the original job as well. Uh, therefore, regardless of now or the future, I believe original jobs will become more common instead. Uh, both, the, both of the new jobs, Sage, where we announced the other day, as well as the recently announced Reaper, were the results of serious deliberation, and thus we're in the process of making them jobs that are unique to Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, um, I I like that. Um, mm -hmm. They're sort of ma possibly making like this is this is the thing that I think f the Final Fantasy purists 
dislike is that when you're making original jobs in like an official Final Fantasy title, you are forcing it into like the history of Final Fantasy, right? <laughs> Reaper is now a Final Fantasy job. Sage is now, well, it's technically already was, but he, they've remade it into like a more, this one's obviously going to be mm -hmm. the more popular inter interpretation of Sage, right? So now that is Sage. It's like, I remember people's, um, like the way people have reacted to that is similar to how people react. I'm going to bring up, this is very strange, but you'll get it. If you, if you get it, you get it. Doctor Who. Okay. Every time there's a new showrunner, right? They want to put their mark on history. So maybe someone who's currently... I mean, I'm not going to say anything, but maybe at some point someone got a little crazy and they were like, I'm going to change everything and I'm going to do that. I am, I am Doctor Who man. And I think that's what that little group is thinking. It's that Yoshi P's like, I am Final Fantasy man. And he will like <laughs> remake. I will make all the jobs now. Um, I don't think that's the case. And even so, okay, that's how this game works. As someone Listen, made all the other jobs. Uh, there's mine, the okay? Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. There's mine. There's mine. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Still waiting for mine, Tank. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Right. Uh, by the way, about the Reaper job, we want to know there are points we need to, uh, we want to know if there are points we need to take notes. Sorry, what is this sentence? We want to know there are points we need to take note about the job and how is this job different from the others? Uh, we received a lot of voices from our fans, especially among them, uh, among the Western players, asking for a job that wields the scythe. We've heard this answer before. I feel like this is one that he has. Pr this is a practiced response because this is literally yeah. the third yes. interview where he says the same thing. Um, I'm going to jump over that first part. So we came well, up with the keep asking them the same question. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. So we came up with the idea of accumulating a certain gauge by attacking and fusing with the summoned avatar itself while fighting. I apologize. Oh, yeah. This is. I apologize for the idea. That sounds like it's thought up by an eighth grader, but laughs. Um, okay. I was able to embody the feeling of maximizing the player's tension as the battle went on with Reapers, so I thought it's good. After that, we examined whether this idea would truly work as a system. And it went surprisingly well. It was unanimously decided upon. The scythe is also easy to visualize on the graphics side as well. So that's um, what we're currently working on right now. Do you like that he's sort of throwing shade on the Western players here? It's like the Western players really want to decide. Sorry if I sound like a fucking eighth grader right now. Is that I think that... No, I think that refers to the Avatar thing, which no one asked for. Right, that's true. That's true. But yeah, it's just interesting that he constantly has to bring up this is a Western thing. Don't mm. blame me. Mm -hmm. This is the West. We uh, would we would have picked fucking uh, sumo. Yeah, here, yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we nothing to add to that. Is literally the same answer that he always gives. Um, with the death scythe being included as part of the bonus items for purchasing the collector's edition and so on, the scythe as a weapon seems to be taking its inspiration from Final Fantasy XI, and it's interesting to see how much of the two-handed scythe weapon skills seen in XI, such as guillotine, cross reaper specifics that would please Final Fantasy XI fans will be available. Yeah, this is a gift. I guess that's true. So 
Reaper is interesting because it'll probably annoy the group that I talked about, but also please them in a way because these are probably the same people that were like, Dark Knight should use scythes! Uh, and now they're like, well, we have Dark Knight and now we kind of have the scythe and we have all the moves. So maybe, you know, they'll find some... Mm. They'll find some joy in that, I guess. Um, uh, right. We're currently at the stage of creating skills and adjusting them at the same time. There are many members currently working on Final Fantasy XIV, originally from the Final Fantasy XI development team. So it's a given that players will be seeing some form of uh, uh, homage implemented. Uh, homage. We, we've talked about this before, how I had a, f a friend that would constantly say homage, and I'm like, this... <laughs> This doesn't sound right. Uh, I do think the Final Fantasy XIV team has been doing their job in giving its proper respect to the jobs and actions that appeared in the series up until now while rearranging them to fit Final Fantasy XIV. So we're retaining the same working method here. On the other hand, we try to avoid disappointing our players by shaking off the focus on original elements. On the balance side, uh, while we're still under the COVID situation here, we're planning on delivering the job experience by conducting a media tour just like the ones we had so far and hope to be able to show all our players how the jobs have transformed, including existing jobs as well. Mm. Has, has anyone ever been, like, disappointed about a job being in-game? Kind of like how, like, Smash people are like, mm, it's a wasted slot. Just, just fucking you didn't add sprinkle bingo in the game <laughs> <laughs> um, but like i don't think i've ever seen one someone go like mm, oh, fucking uh, samurai was added how mm. dare they? i think the angriest people might have been was when dancer was revealed as a not healer yes that was that that was annoying mm. to a lot of people uh uh there was like some initial annoyance about ninja being a dps because in 11, really? the meta was ninja being a shadow tank. Uh, but okay. that was never intended. But that wasn't. So yeah. <laughs> that was, they changed. I mean, it became, that is <laughs> the meta in they, 11 they, now. But it, They threw you guys a bone, though, and they gave you that one fuck, what, shadow wall or whatever. It's not shadow wall. Right, um, um, shirk. It's just, it's, no, no, not the shirk. Other one. The, the one that's no, not shirk. It's the just a one. shield now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. So, um, yeah, I don't think there was. I don't think there's been any job that people have been like, "Boo!" Yeah, <laughs> man, fuck uh, Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, yeah, Blue made just limited job, obviously. I guess. Oh yeah, Blue, but I mean like a full yeah. like, normal job. No, I don't think yeah. so. I think people do um, pretty okay. You mentioned just the media tour. How do you think that's gonna go? Well, <laughs> it can't be much of a tour these days. No. Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe things will change. Well, things are opening up very rapidly now. So I wonder if maybe... Well, in I say some that. Countries. Some countries. Um, mm. I, uh, I can do whatever I want. So I can go with whatever media tour I feel like. Can't stop. <laughs> well, it depends on when the media tour is. At some point, surely yeah. I will be vaccinated. It'll this probably be... will be vaccinated as well. September-ish? Don't remember when the media tour was last time, but yeah, it's probably it's just a couple of months before release, I mm. think. Mm. Um, yeah, um, we'll see how that goes. Okay, uh, you mentioned that Reaper will have a specific gauge earlier, so does that mean the specific is that the specific is set so that the avatar will possess the player after the gauge is filled? Ishida says, I can't say for sure considering. Not all specs have been completely finalized. The basic idea is to build up the gauge as you attack, and once it's filled completely, you then assimilate your avatar at the right timing, 
and that's the basic gist of the job. However, this is just our estimation so far, and we're still in the process of verifying whether or not it'll work when it comes to player experience. So we'd like you to take it as just uh, an image concept of the job for now. It's just the image. Mm. Um, Man, they developed some of these jobs kind of late, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they got, you know, their own schedule and cycle that makes sense, but it's kind of... It's like weird to be like, mm, this game's out like by the end of the year. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're still deciding how this job works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, that's, yeah, that's true. It doesn't sound like they are very far ahead with that. Um, I feel as if they know what they want. They're just trying to decide the balance between how the job gauge will work and how it'll combine with uh, working with the uh, avatar. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, okay. I think it sounds like they're just like talking numbers to be to me. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Will the avatar itself be different from a summoner's uh, eggy or a machinist's automaton? Uh, yes, it will be different. The Reaper, once again, is not a pet job. Since our policy is to deliver a different game experience for each job for 14, if you are to ask us whether the job would be a machinist when it's not a pet job, then our answer will be... Uh, it's different. So <laughs> we, are exactly, we are exactly working on it right now in order to achieve the goal of delivering various game experiences. I don't know. That answer gives me flashbacks to when he was describing uh, Eureka as it's not diadem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Are there several types of avatars? No. As expected, we have restrictions or regulations on the graphic side. Spaghetti spaghetti. So we can only afford one single avatar type. As I have mentioned in a development panel held today, we are restricted on how much we can allow for textures and polygons that can be stored in one character. So they are all strictly regulated. In addition to the dynamic movements, the models and textures for avatars are packed to its limit. So if there were, so if I were to request for five different types of avatars, the designer would ask me to change the regulations. Well, <laughs> change the regulations. Yeah, give me give me like a one that's Baja Blast colored. Yeah, be like a sickly green, <laughs> slightly radioactive. Since there is only one avatar, we instead made sure the job is designed to be dynamic when it fuses with the avatar. Also, the appearance of each race when they fuse with an avatar will be different, so they won't all look the same. We've done our best to keep the individuality of the player character intact, so I hope you'll look forward to it. Well, that's interesting. That actually sounds. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, I think you see it a little bit in the trailer with the yeah. was it the dragon girl that does it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you get like a little billowing cape kind of thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. A dragon girl. Dragon you know girl. I mean, Aura. He's talking about you know, Aura. Okay, I, I guess I'll never say cat girl ever again. Yeah, yeah. It's okay <laughs> to say cat girl, but dragon girl. That's where <laughs> Jorgen draws the line. <laughs> <No>. How fucking <laughs> dare you? You will you will <laughs> refer to them as Aura. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Mikote don't like being called cat people. They're not real. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Uh okay. Um, um I forgot what we were even talking about. Oh yes. I think he's giving a bit of a bullshit answer as well about the different avatars not being available because of what was it? Polygons that can be stored in one character. That makes sense. I'm sure you just can't. I think that makes sense to be honest. That's what you want to dedicate. I think. I think it can be changed. I think it. mm, 
I don't see. I don't know because of how spaghetti spaghetti the game is. But we don't know, don't know how spaghetti. He's giving us the impression sometimes <laughs> that the game is like a literal bowl of spaghetti. You just open it up and it's just this pulsating mess of spaghetti. But other times it's like, yeah, we can add that. And then we're like, but, but the spaghetti. And he's like, no, no, no. There's just spaghetti over there. Over here, just one noodle. We just move it to the side. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't think. Because of how the game is constructed, unfortunately, they can kind of... <laughs> they they don't want us to know where the limit is. I think it's similar. This is a, He doesn't want to talk about this because then we will start asking about the Eggy Glamours again. That they yeah. promised, that we never got. Well, and then he's like, no, but spaghetti, we... spaghetti. And we're like, oh, okay, See, pasta. The egg... The Eggy Glamours are a different thing because I think that they might not even be relevant moving into 6.0 based on what they've said about the changes well, because, to Summoner. Because they don't want it to be real. But for two expansions, no, people were still waiting for the Eggy Glamours that they talked about in mm -hmm. A Realm Reborn. It's so fucked up because they're already in game too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We know that they well, answered about the Eggy Glamours, but when did they do that chat? How long did it take before they finally put the nail in the coffin? a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. I don't that, I'm just saying that the Avatar dance. thing is dancing very close to the same issue that they had with the Eggy Glamours. They're like, let's close this lid so that there's no chance. Like, as if they started having, like, multiple Avatars, people would be expecting more Avatars, you know, as the mm. they erase the cap and get new skills. They're like... Are we going to get a new avatar this pa expansion? And they'll have to say no every time, and then people will get upset, like the Eggy Glamours. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll think they'll. I think that they'll tie the avatar's appearance into the lore of the of the job anyway. Yeah, so yeah. That I it mean, will not make sense for there to be only one. They'll do that, of course. But remember, they write the lore. That's what I'm saying. That's why. Yeah. He say, that's why. Why can't he just say? doesn't make sense why does he always have to give us these weird like well there's too many polygons uh like okay <laughs> okay you ever try making a polygon i'm just uh, as someone who's read a lot of yoshi p we've read a lot <laughs> i know i know i mean i understand i yeah. understand that this is like it reads like yoshi p spin but i can also understand what he's saying here well because that's why he's so clever because he will say stuff and you'll go that makes that's sense. So yeah, he is clever. <laughs> that's, I mean, he is. He gets away with it because he says no, that. No, I know. I then you go, but yeah, also, I can see I don't it makes think sense. everything he says makes sense. <laughs> that's also very true. <laughs> Not everything <laughs> lands with Yoshi P. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. But in, when in, in stuff like this, though, he's very good. Because he can just say, mm. we cannot store this many polygons on this character. But mm -hmm. because we know that this fucking spaghetti spaghetti, we're like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, okay. To answer chat, chat brought up earlier that they feared that carbuncles would disappear. I don't think they will because they haven't really talked about any changes to scholars. So there should still be a pet system in the game, even if there are significant changes to summoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, what's left would be uh, whether it's a pure or support type DPS, and we're really interested to know about this. Yoshida says, we have a rough idea of which direction we're going with this. But I don't think we're at the point where we can tell you about it yet. We'll definitely set up a future venue and we'll have the chance to explain further about the battles on a later date. So I hope you'll be able to probe further once we get there. Yeah, see, mm, again, it doesn't, okay, it doesn't know. Um, 
but there you go. I mean, no, roughly, but I also, it's not going to be samurai, surely. No. It would be a nice selfish DPS, honestly. I could see it doing that. Yeah. I don't think we need two completely selfish DPSs in the game. Where, what else is a support DPS? Safe for like samurai? Maybe. No, no, they all are. Yeah. Well, black mage. Yeah. Yeah, black mages. The, yeah, it'd be weird if we get two selfish melee DPSs though. Mm. That's true. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we saw the announcement of the male Viera earlier today, but prior to this announcement, we haven't seen their appearances anywhere in the Final Fantasy series. Is their design original to Final Fantasy XIV? Yes, that's correct. This incarnation of Viera is created by the Final Fantasy XIV development team here, so we'll be happy if you can try them out once implemented. However, as uh, what we've answered in our media interviews during the announcements of Shadowbringers, we did indeed plan to stop working on new races after announcing the implementation of female Viera and male Rothgar on patch 5.0. Of course, we do want to create new races, but the addition of new races would require a huge amount of resources for it to work. We will have to multiply every piece of equipment rewards by the number of races made for it, which simply affects the time it takes to deliver a patch. However... We hear voices from all around the world saying they want to play as male Viera or female Rothgar with their own hands. Mm. Or have they think the Final Fantasy XIV team is capable of creating male versions of beast-type races that are different from Mikote? Uh, furthermore, the graphics team also told me, uh, while we really can't do two races here, but I think Yoshida-san really wants to do it, maybe we can start with one race. And so we started looking into it and examined the chances of making it a reality. We really struggled in how to establish the existence of male Viera when we ourselves have not seen how they looked beforehand and truth be told initially i did think we should implement female rothgar along with male viera at the same time as well however the workload required to have both races implemented simultaneously on the next expansion after endwalker is not much different than implementing one race at a time starting endwalker so we thought of announcing that we will definitely work on the implementation of female rothgar and allow players to have access to male viera in endwalker first sorry endwalker first hand this would end up beneficial to the health of Final Fantasy XIV in the long run, and this is why we took the decision to implement implement Male Viera first. Uh, yeah, it makes I, sense to go with Male Viera first. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you had to do not one, lore, not lore, lore wise, lore wise, no. I think, yeah, I think maybe female Rothgar would make more. It's weird that we did. It's, We've just completed a storyline that is very heavily, like, it It talks about female Rothgars a lot. Gunhildir mm -hmm. was a female Rothgar. And now we that's... Saw a, we saw yeah. a mosaic that had, like, ten female Rothgar and one Rogadin woman, and yeah. we saw the one Rogadin woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's weird, but, I mean, that story is technically over now, so... Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't matter. I guess male Viera and also it's fine. There's there's no law explanation for the scarcity of female Hrothgar. No. They should be relatively common. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially on the first two. Like Brunar has a wife or had a wife. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. not Brunar. No, not not, uh, not uh, Runa. Um, the other one. Magnus. Yeah, Magna Magnus, yeah. Yeah, Magnus. Magnus, yeah. yeah. He had a he had a wife. And it's like, well, 
I know she's dead, but like, can I see her? <laughs> yeah. Is there like a picture somewhere? <laughs> yeah. You guys take pictures I, here? <laughs> I have this picture right here. Can I see it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I also love that in the, uh, is it the Lubrin Regine or whatever? There's statues of just lions. Just female <laughs> lions. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, I guess that's as close as we'll get. Um, okay. Uh, while the male Viera is a race rarely seen according to what's been set by the lore, with them playable as a character, does this mean we will see the appearance of male Viera NPCs as well? Of course, I'm not saying the possibility is zero. However, even if we consider how they are rarely seen on the eyes of the players due to their rarity, we have to ensure that we are creating them based on the given setting. And if we are, for example, told to massively populate male Vieras and create a paradise of male Vieras oof, to justify their appearance, I don't think we can actually make this happen. Um, we have to ensure that their appearance will follow exactly what has been set in order for them to appear in the world of Final Fantasy XIV. Paradise of the male, yeah. I don't I don't yeah. expect them to make like a entire town of them or something. That would make sense, but No. But they're gonna do what they did with male Mikode and Aura. It's like they just appear. They're gonna be around as NPCs. That's just how it'll be. Um mm -hmm. I, yeah. I can definitely see one possibly turning up in one of the role quests Ooh. or mm. also like maybe one being on the um charlene council since they have no like right uh prejudice against any race true yeah that's that's possible uh okay chat chat can't see it but um can we talk about like fucking luminescent the sec the render of the Viera, male Viera they have is in in this article oh my god he's blinding oh my god it's the same <laughs> color as the background skin. <laughs> yeah yeah get that boy some sunscreen he's gonna die <laughs> oh my god shine a flashlight he turns to ash or something he's yeah he'll go outside in the sun and he's like red immediately just, just burning red. Um, okay. Shine a flashlight through your stomach. It will see the light come straight through. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. For this expansion, I believe you've mentioned several times that the overall volume of this expansion becomes really large. Although, I believe this also depends on the players as well. Do you think there will be any changes in the playtime to complete the main scenario as compared to the previous expansions? Which he says, uh, we're still in the middle of development here, so we don't have any confirmations. But if we are to judge on the feeling of what we're working on right now, it definitely feels a lot longer. The cutscenes and voices recorded for this expansion is no doubt the largest ever. And in many ways, there are many elements that can't be removed when we try to deliver a satisfying conclusion to the Heidelin and Zodiac arc. For both players and us as well. I really, I really do hate that. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to say just the conclusion to the Heidelin and Zodiac, mm -hmm. but no one, people will be very upset with me if I do that. Even so, the form <laughs> of satisfaction is what we actually are pursuing right now. Therefore, while we initially targeted an earlier release date for this expansion, we had to deliver the reason behind changing our release date and made it the 23rd of November 2021 in order to deliver an expansion to everyone in a perfect condition. Although this may be, uh, may be done at the convenience of our developers, with a trust system implemented at 5.0, you are now required to always keep the Scion members around you, which then a group can be established no matter the ro player's role when entering a dungeon. 
This was actually something we didn't foresee beforehand. So for example, during Heavensward or Stormblood, we had situations where the players and the Scions go separate ways in order to fulfill their mission, and the dungeons are usually challenged only by the Warriors of Light. Although, what the Scions did behind the scenes are usually reported after, but in a way we don't see the need to portray the same situation anymore this time. Which is why starting Shadowbringers, we see everyone tagging along. Of course, we get to have dialogues when you approach them, and you get to have a short conversation with them, and we see the increase of cast appearances during cutscenes and, and as the result of this change. This means we need to increase the amount of character act character acting in one cutscene, along with the increase of character amount, and of course, if we just made them talk casually, it'll just end up boring, so we have to include some form of acting in them. So even if we don't increase the amount of scenes, the acting, however, increases in proportion to such changes, so this contrib contributed to the reason for the volume increase. What? It was a lot. Mm -hmm. That was, was a mouthful lot. right oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> I... I think you can already kind of say this in 5.55, considering like Gra has one voice line yeah, yeah. in 5.55. Yeah. He's kind of just there for yeah. most of it. Yeah. <laughs> this is why it is so very likely that Endwalker is where this group is split up somehow, so that the the cast can be shrunk down again. Mm. I see. His explanation here makes me think that might not happen, actually, because they would need to program new trusts moving forward, which is time-consuming for them. Yeah. So they might want to keep around the science as they are right now, just well, to remember, save remember programming after, time. Yeah, that's true. But he says that like, after 6.0, there's new story. We don't know how the new story structure works. So maybe we will get new mm -hmm. people introduced that is not the Scions, but control exactly the same. That, but they control exactly the same. They fill the same yeah. roles. That's an easy way. Just reskin them, and yep. just th throw in some new voice lines. You've done it. Well, you know? I I agree. I think it would be boring if all the like other trusts we have are just exactly the same class as we already. Well, have. They don't have to be the same class, but I mean. Yeah, I mean it could be similar enough. Yeah. Where you could reuse a lot of assets or whatever. Yeah, they can make them all all rounders. For all I care, I don't care. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, mm. that sounds like the easiest option almost. Because, mm. yeah. Here's a question for you guys: How do you feel about this, this expansion being longer? Like, it's exciting. I think it's fitting because it's the end of the mm -hmm. whole story so i would be very sad if they like rushed through this one like this is perhaps oh, yeah. the most important expansion this game has ever had since like heaven's word because it was the first that's one. true um i hope it's not bad <laughs> that's all <laughs> if, like, if it's like long and boring he did say that that's what they're working on like not they don't want that to be the case in the cutscenes and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to just like drag it out just to drag it out. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. to be like, Ooh, what's coming out of that corner? Hold on. Go pick up some eggs. And then we'll <laughs> check around the corner. Just They'll stay there for a bit. Uh, I don't hope they don't do stuff like that. But I feel like they haven't done that in a long time. Mm. So. And I also feel like they've got a lot they need to wrap up such that they won't necessarily have to rely on filler. Yeah, that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, I like, I mean, we get more bang for our buck. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So, I like that. Okay, 
Um, indeed, we saw ourselves getting closer to the uh, members of the Scions throughout Shadowbringers. Since we just progressed the plot naturally, so we didn't consider the cost it would take from the developer's side, but this, is cer this certainly gave us an insight after listening to it. Oh yeah, this is like a classic, I say this every time, but this is how you know it's a Japanese interview, when they give like feedback to an answer. <laughs> They're like, oh, yes, mm. I have learned so much from the answer you just gave. Uh, <laughs> um, especially now that you're seeing a grand gathering here. I believe you can feel the same seeing how it went from the, tra uh, from the trailer, where the music is also a compilation of all the familiar songs released thus far, with all sorts of character m characters making their appearances in the game. So I hope you will look forward to it and enjoy it as much as we did. All the hard work we spent on... All the hard work we spent made the work we've created far more interesting here. Um, yeah, I mean, the music is great in the trailer. Mm -hmm. I hope they all, like, I mean, they're all short bits. Mm. <sighs> oh, God, the Stormblood one sticks out so much. Yeah. I love it, but it's just, like, <laughs> it's just some man shouting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's good, and I love the Charlian theme as well. There's a lot of good. Oh, it's all it's all of it is good. Uh, okay. By the way, it was surprising to see the appearance of uh, Rethra. Uh, sorry, Retra. Wait, how do we say her name again? We every Retra. time Retra. One of the first root. Retra. 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 There you go. One of the first this brood is actually in the spelled trailer. incorrectly, by the way. Yeah, that's what's fucking me up because there's no, there's no I. I. Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh, we saw the release of Tiamat, who was previously sealed uh, from Asis Law as well, and we would like to know if we can also expect uh, Azdaya, another one of the first brood to appear in Endwalker, as well as elements that are not related to Hydaelyn and Zodiac to make their appearance as part of the Grand Gathering as well. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I'm very excited about because there's a lot of characters and a lot of things that are mentioned that is very deeply tied to the story that started in A Realm Reborn, or technically 1.0, like the end of 1.0 storyline. So I wonder, yeah, so well, let's see what he says. Um, also, every time I read uh, Vritra's name, I can't not unhear what Estinian says in the trailer. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. The hour has come. That, I said just that was what he said. Oh, you haven't seen the meme, Rello? No, I guess not. No one <laughs> don't tell him. Don't say, don't say don't, it on you're ruining, uh, You're afterwards. ruining the Okay. Show. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, actually, um, this is a podcast, everyone. Don't say anything. Mm. Actually, okay. even though I mentioned the world Grand Gathering, doesn't mean we'll forcefully the include... Huh? The, oh, sorry. Jesus. Actually, even though I mentioned the word Grand Gathering, doesn't mean we'll forcefully include whatever elements that haven't made its appearance in the game. Although by sure luck, in the Welcome to Naoki's Room uh, corner held earlier, I do think our players managed to find out what we have in store for the expansion when uh, whoever this is, uh, Ryun Suk, whatever his, who is this? Ryunosuke. Ryunosuke Kamiki and I had a conversation about the appearance of characters saying things like, you brought this guy here for the fun of it, or this just popped out. Rather, when it comes to talking about the deep history between humans and dragons, we've seen how two races of humans and dragons bonded together as seen in Heavensward, and in order to reiterate how those bonds are created in something we can't is something we can't leave out when it comes to portraying those races. And then, if we are to convey that point, we still need one of the dragons of the first 
first brood to shoulder the role, and we will have to build based on that point. So to deliberate on whether it's necessary or not is the main reason for the choice. Yeah, that's another point. I don't want them to just bring in characters just to like be like like a mm. parade. Like, oh, and here's this person. It has nothing mm -hmm. to say and no relevance to the story, but there he is. He's um, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes sense to bring in the dragons uh, and their dragon... story. We'll probably just be over in the new world. Yes. Yes. In the new world. Why not Mericidia? Well, we have... Well, because Tiamat belongs... That Tiamat and Bahamut were the ones that oh, yeah, made their true. home in, in the new world, and they never made mention of a third one being there. No. You mean Mericidia? Yeah, Mericidia. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, so in other words, the appearance of uh, Ritra in the story is an uh, inevitable one. That's right. I think it's something our players did not really see coming. But uh, we do have a lot of stories to tell about Ritra here, so we would like you to look forward to it as well. A okay. lot of stories. More than one. Yeah. I give... That's interesting. I I'm... think this I, th I think this is producer speak. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> Uh, there will be things to look forward to. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's essentially what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Although we are delving into the conclusion of the Heidelin and Zodiac arc, we definitely see the possibility of the story continuing and how it will proceed beyond 6.0, 7.0, 8.0, and more. I would like to know the reason behind ending the story arc here. Um, what did you say, Gergi? 8.0. Yeah. ahead of ourselves yeah <laughs> this is mainly personal but as much as i'm a person who creates games at the time at the same time i'm also a consumer as well so i'm a person who really grew up impacted by various works throughout my life since i have otaku tendencies i tend to get really absorbed by the works i play uh, i like how his otaku tendencies i don't i like how he avoided calling himself an otaku mm -hmm. no one of those fucking films <laughs> So when I, I just want... like them. <laughs> so when oh, I... he has, he does actually, he does actually say later on. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So when I watch anime or movies, there are some works where I tend to think, how much better that work would have been if we have that sort of climax at this part instead of that section as well. Of course, I understand the circumstances behind it, but considering I'm an otaku, I like to delve deeper into that aspect. Laughs. On the other hand, I thought Final Fantasy XIV was initially supposed to end the Hydaelyn and Zodiac arc at patch 7.0, but considering how Shadowbringers had laid out 75% of the entire plot by the players, sorry, plot point to the players, I truly felt that everyone had re uh, reached the same level of excitement that I had felt as a consumer. And so I thought, perhaps I don't need to cool down my heated up feelings here. That's a very Japanese expression translated in English. It doesn't work very well. Cool down my heated up feelings. Mm. Okay. Mm. If that's the case, I thought that I'd aim Meketsu. to. Mm. If that's the case, I thought that I'd aim to deliver the first climax that everyone wants to see at patch 6.0. The reason why I deliberate, uh, deliberately mention the conclusion of the Heidelin and Zodiac here uh, is because if I keep stating the continuation here, and I risk everyone feeling, uh, just how long will that continue here? Don't. What is? What am I reading? If. I keep stating the continuation here, and I risk everyone feeling, quote, just how long will that continue, end quote, here, don't you think? Laughs. Is that a <laughs> sentence? <laughs> I mean, it is. I don't, it's it is. Uh, 
it's not a does it mean anything <laughs> you can get the feeling of it bling bling bong bling bong could be a sentence but it doesn't mean anything <laughs> i feel like i read nothing uh, which is why I purposefully make clear that I think it's because the translation it gets a little strange sometimes. Um, which is why I purposefully make clear that this is going to be the end of the story surrounding Heidelin and Zodiark. Not to mention this is also what the development members mentioned as well. Uh, it's the last, so let's strike an end to this, they said. When it comes to stories in the Final Fantasy series, most stories would enter the climax point when the story is about 75% done. So the remaining so the remaining 20% would see the that's an that's interesting math. So the remaining 20% would see the stories entering the territory of something like the earth starts floating up or the world turning to something abnormal that made you feel as if the world is ending. That 20% left of that portion is what Endwalker would be, which is then repackaged into one full expansion, and that is the challenge that we're undertaking, as well as the game in the form of entertainment. Since stories like this are only possible when it comes to MMORPG, uh, we would like to give our, our all and do our best. That is the concept. Therefore, to the players, our message to them is to witness the first ending of our story, and then we'll continue our journey once that is said and done. Where is... Yoshi Pay. Yeah, five percent seems to be missing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, makes sense. Um, nothing to add to that, really. This yeah. was a confusing uh, answer. <laughs> yeah, a little bit worded weirdly, but you know. yeah, yeah. Uh, with the with the Heidelin and Zodiac arc. Ending in patch 6.0, we know the patches will continue into 6.1, 6.2, and beyond. But what will be illustrated there? A new story will begin. Of course, the main character will be the player once again, the hero that is the warrior of light. Will it be told as part of the story for Endwalker? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, imagine, yeah. imagine if the protagonist of the game wasn't the warrior of light anymore. Right, yeah. Uh, if that's the case, will the title change after patch 6.1? Well, I do wonder, laughs. Everyone laughs. <laughs> don't, don't just laugh about that. That's a good question. <laughs> However, I think when it comes to how we deliver that content, it will depend on the tension developed after finishing Endwalker. In other, in other words, when I do my producer and director check on the content and play the game from the perspective of a player, the image of, I definitely think other players would think that way, so this is how we should deliver our content from 6.1 onwards, will become obvious, I reckon. Currently, I haven't gone through such experience yet, so our, once our development... Uh, advances further, I'll be able to come out with further ideas about it. Um, yeah, those are going to be some real growing pains moving from this arc. <laughs> yeah, um, mm -hmm. I mean, we've already had side stories that are like you know entirely different things, not related to yeah to Zodiac mm -hmm. and Idolin, but um, yeah, it's going to be weird not having that at least blooming in the background. <laughs> it's going to be strange. It's I yeah. I think we'll be able to have some degree of continuity because of the fact that the Bosley storyline obviously has to continue. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's true. And, assumedly, uh, uh, Gabrant won't now have the specter of old Garlemald over his shoulder anymore. Mm -hmm. True. 
Yeah. The world will be very the world will be different after this though. Like all of the mm-hmm. without yeah, like you said, without Garlemald. Well, we don't know what's gonna happen to Garlemald, because there might be a new Garlemald. The Republic yeah. of mm. Garlemald might grow out of that again. But yeah. Uh, a friendly Garlemald. That's gonna be weird. If a Republic of Garland existed, I'd I'd be curious as to how that would affect Gabrant's uh, motivations. Right. Because he only really sort of wanted to split away from Garland because it was going in a bad direction. Yeah, yeah. But he has the whole... Um, but he... Yeah, and I wonder, because we know that uh, Princess Ash is still alive. Mm-hmm. So yes. that means that once Garland falls... The kingdom of Dalmasca can te- technically be restored again, right? Because she's mm-hmm. still alive. Well, technically, but Dalmasca is the part that is still under Gibran's control. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the complication mm-hmm. here. Like, is he gonna? Yeah, that. Yeah. So that's an interesting storyline. I'm. Gl- I'm. Ooh. It looks like we're. Yeah. Ooh. What if Gibran ends up being uh, uh, Ash's? Uh, what's it called? Bash. Dad. In this oh. world. Ah, oh, oh my god, he becomes like her royal knight. That would be crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, there we go. Uh, next question. This is about the island sanctuary. But you've announced that we'll be able to play the content without having to be a crafter or gatherer. You can. This particular relaxing life content that carries the name of unmanned island sanctuary develop- development... <laughs> What a deaf name. <laughs> uh, is not only about fighting monsters, but also about taking care taking care of them. Bringing animals from all over Eorzea, and one can even have fun just watching them as well. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know there was any monster fighting involved in the Island Sanctuary. Thank you very yeah. much. No. <laughs> this is where Beastmaster lives. Oh God, that, that's, that's what I was started thinking when I read it. I'm like, hmm, is this linked to like Beastmaster? That would be interesting. Uh, or maybe Beastmaster mm. gets like something yeah. out of this. Imagine that. You can have base, but you can only bring them out in the Island Sanctuary. Yeah. The monkey's poor curls <laughs> once more. <laughs> I would assume the image is different from the content where you can level your crafters and, ga- uh, and gatherers. Of course. Oh, you know what? For the live letter, I hope they're going to talk about this. Because literally there's been like no... We know nothing other than the artwork for Island mm-hmm. Sanctuary. Um, of course, we'll try to make it easy for players to get involved in life-related content, such as crafters and gatherers, as they play. And we'll definitely create something that can easily lead to this. However... As you mentioned in your question, this would mean you're required to unlock the classes, and some people may not want to do so. So you can still enjoy the game without having to unlock them. There may be elements in the content that you can benefit from having a gatherer or crafter, but for this content, we've eliminated as many competitive factors as possible. And the idea is to let people collect anything they want at their own pace and feel relaxed when playing the content. Okay. It better Uh, be relaxing. It better be, or it's I'll be very upset. It's <laughs> well, still very vague. It's going to be stressful yeah. to you, Rollo. It's going to be like Animal Crossing. If yeah, it's they... going to be stressful as Animal Crossing for <laughs> yeah. you, If Rollo. I feel pressured to do things, I won't like it. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that you received an unexpectedly strong response, but how much of a response did you expect initially? I expected, oh, is that so? I'm pretty much that, I guess. Really? <laughs> really? Really? You expected no intrigue at all. <laughs> we, we wanted to make this content and we expected no interest from the audience. 
Just put it in there so you guys could hate it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. In Japan, there are many players who like to collect things at a steady pace. That's precisely why they have loved playing with data since the Famicom uh, era. <laughs> and I love data. Data. And I love doing that as well. When it comes to Europe and the US, however, you know, the shitty the shitty people. Uh, I feel that many people would prefer the people that like sites and think like uh, eight graders. Mm. <laughs> I feel that many people would prefer content that is action based and want results as quickly as possible. The shitty, filthy <laughs> people. Uh, that's why I thought that it would be difficult for this type of content to be popular abroad. But even so, I also think it wouldn't be right to just leave that kind of content aside. So I believe having to prepare content where things can be played differently would enrich the Final Fantasy XIV world here. However, I did not expect the response from both Europe and the US to be huge after I announced it. I mean, of course, this type of content would be known in Japan as Dash Village, uh, Dash Mura, and this would be the trend that attracts responses from variety show directors. Laughs. Everyone laughs. Oh, that's not explained. No. Dash Mura. Um, what the hell is this? I is don't it, know what this is. is it, I feel like there are so many other wait, like points of reference that I think was he too afraid to mention? Understood. Was he too afraid to say Animal Crossing? Did he not want to say that? He could have said like uh, Stardew Valley or uh, what's Harvest what's Moon? The fucking Harvest Moon. Thank you. I couldn't remember its name. Okay, a, a Dash Village. What is that? A dash Village. Um. Apparently. It's probably, I mean, we can imagine what it's like. It's like Harvest Moon knockoff, probably, right? I would well, assume. then why do you mention variety show directors? I don't know. I don't know. Something. Um, well, he, there's more bashing of Europe here uh, and the US. They deserve it. Yeah. We deserve it. <laughs> when it comes to having interviews, it's so interesting. This part, I think, is in, I think it's interesting every time he talks about Europe and the US because he's always surprised by our responses mm -hmm. to things like he has this like very narrow view of what we like and every time we like show that you know we kind of like other things as well <laughs> he's like oh shocking <laughs> what um so yeah he continues when it comes to having interviews with us and european media the interviewer will always ask something along the lines of there are many players out there who would definitely look forward to the island sanctuary so we would like to know what kind of content it is and so on so this is precisely why they would ask us whether players can enjoy content without being a gatherer or crafter the project for island sanctuary has been conceived for quite a while and has uh, progressed since, but as seen in Animal Crossing, here we go, New Horizons, players can connect with each other during the COVID period and enjoy the content together without rushing through and at their own pace. And I feel that this is precisely why there is a tendency for such games to be highly regarded that way. Although I haven't really had uh, read deep into this yet, uh, which is why I am under a bit of pressure here. Bitter laugh. Mm. Um, yeah. The uh, island is so big. Oh, okay. So I figured out the Dash Village thing. This mm -hmm. is this is definitely a Japanese thing. It's like so. There's a variety show called the Tetsuwan Dash, which is like I don't know if it's still running. So it's, it's like 1998 variety show, but um, I apparently there was I guess a challenge or an episode where they have a boy band create a farm from scratch, calling oh. it a Dash Village. In real life? 
Yeah. That's what I got. That's what I got for you. (laughs) And I think apparently, I guess it's like a a secretive. No one knew where the village was. I don't know. It's like a. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Precursor to a reality show. Yeah, like this. This does not translate at all to. It it sounds like the simple life with like Paris Hilton. Oh yes. (laughs) Where they like where they send celebrities out to figure out like quaint life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, lastly, we would like you to deliver your message for those who are enjoying digital... This is going to be delayed. This is a, this is for the Digital Fan Fest. Uh, and you know what? He, he's already said this. Um, th- thanks f- uh, f- for watching is essentially what he's saying. <laughs> Thank, it's been a hard time mm-hmm. during COVID. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in real life next time. Um, yep, yeah, there you go. That is... Um, that's the interview with Famitsu, uh, translated by Ak Morning. Um, good interview. Uh, he has there's a lot mm-hmm. of empty Yoshi P answers as usual as you'd expect. Some uh, uh, Western prejudice, you know, you know the the the, the usual. Um, I'd say prejudice, just lack of understanding. Uh, lack of understanding this many years then is weird, but yeah, uh, oh, yeah. It's- Sorry, I was just looking at more dashboard stuff. That is, <laughs> it, they had to first off look at these fucking like old like '90s Japanese singers. <laughs> like their their boy band called Tokyo, uh, and they had to stop it unfortunately because uh, <laughs> I think Tokyo still exists. I think Tokyo still exists. Is that the what you just was, said? Oh, the T-O-K. band. Yeah, it's T O K I O Tokyo. <laughs> Um, I didn't. Get, I, okay, that's the name of the band. I thought, I thought you just genuinely said, "I think Tokyo still exists." I'm like, mm. but, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tokyo still exists. Uh, okay, that just stopped though because of the earthquake in Japan that lead that had all the radiation uh, right, spill out. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. Uh, that is uh, that's that for uh, the interview. Uh, that means we get. Go into Mog Mail, everyone. It's time for Mog Mail. Uh, That's right. We can read Mog Mail until our butts fall off. The Uh, Moggiest of Mail. The Moggiest of Mail. Here it comes uh, in a second. Here it is Mog Mail. Uh, oh yeah, this one isn't in the show notes, but I, I might as well read this because, um, wait, hmm? Did we read this last time? I think we did. Uh, this is the one I wanted. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is from Cletus Oreo from Shiva. This is just about, uh, the PS5 thing. Uh, hi, speakers, just a quick note on the reduction in fight, because remember we talked, this, Okay outdated information here because we talked about this like months ago but just a quick note on the reduction in file size on the playstation 5 version of the game sadly it's unlikely that this massive saving is due to the removal of mountains of spaghetti instead it is likely to be due to the uh, oodle kraken compression technology used by ps5 optimized games to reduce file sizes there have been other recent stories of file size savings such as control ultimate edition which is 25 gigabytes on the ps5 and 42 on the xbox 
calm talker uh, and all-around good guy, Mark Cerny. Oh, I love him. Uh, talked about uh, this during the same tech presentation that he covered. Uh, that he covered. Uh, that he covered the 3D audio. Yeah, that that was. I've talked about his like presentation before. I love that presentation. The PS5. Pre he talks like this throughout the whole thing, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, so he know. Oh, you're gonna this, uh, and he and mm. um, he. Um, uh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay uh yeah uh I, I love that one um yeah so there you go we talked about the the size being shrunk for the ps5 um and we th we speculated that maybe that meant some spaghetti was being removed from the game in the patch but oh. yeah it is just the compression technology for the ps5 the, the ps5 mm -hmm. compresses spaghetti so good yeah yeah compressed spaghetti <laughs> is my favorite uh okay uh Isn't that just a pasta shape that's true. You can make lasagna. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, next, uh, thank you, uh, Cletus, for for uh, cl clarification. This one's from Arissa from Typhon. Uh, hello. I wondered about the Garuda cutscene where Sid sees. Oh yeah, where Sid sees uh, in his past, and Warrior of Light gives him the cool goggles, as he likes to brag about in JP. <laughs> Google Reddit gave no answers, uh, and given that you guys are my secondhand Google senseis when it comes to 1.0, can you answer me two things? Please relieve me from the questionable cutscene. How this makes sense, and what the hell happened in 1.0, so that we <laughs> supposedly gave him goggles. And on the other question, or more so, a questionable remark. After he got the goggles, he looks up at the moon. So, are we originally from the moon? Are these trollers really right? <laughs> the moon was rather close to the Earth. It looks like a void moon. Warrior Flight did sprinkle out of the sky and out of the blue, but this made me question questionable suggestions. Please relieve <laughs> my paranoia. Much love. <laughs> XOXO. <laughs> okay, well... well. It, if you weren't playing in 1.0, that Warrior of Light in that cutscene is not you. Despite the fact that it uses you. Yeah. I think it is a metaphor. It is a metaphor that is very poorly explained. It's, <laughs> it's supposed to just be like a moment where he's like, he realizes who he is and you are. It's it's just it's a like the, bad cutscene. It's like the cave from the Star Wars. With yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh no, it was him. Yeah. There it, you go. It doesn't really mean what you think it means. It, like, it's yeah, it's a bizarre <laughs> cutscene. Mm. Um, and if I, I remember correctly, this is a cutscene that infuriates Mela. Yeah, Mela is so angry. It's the it's like every time you can tell that he gets like aggressive when we talk about. It. He's like, oh, <laughs> this dude, hey, someone explain it to me. And I'm like, we can't because it doesn't make any sense. Um, it doesn't. That's the answer. The cutscene doesn't make any sense because they were trying to to show you some like a, a metaphor but it didn't work so that's yeah it, it. seems so literal because everything else is very like like literal in yeah. this game like it's it's your character is you yeah you're doing you stuff but yeah. here it's like no this is like you're you're bringing back his self yeah or something. <laughs> yeah has nothing to do with it, it is not yeah so Try to forget that cutscene. <laughs> just don't think about it anymore. Uh, and the moon is just the moon. Uh, there's uh, in that point at that point in the story that was 
just a v- nice visual for the for a scene that was mm-hmm. already way out there. Um, so, not that they didn't have plans for the moon, but I don't think that was their intention in that scene. No, no, no. Just be looking cool. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. The. Um, yeah, um, there might have been, uh, maybe the moon was put in there because of the event prior, Dalamud used to be around Menfina, so maybe that was supposed that's to be. That's true. Yeah. Um, so there you go, that's uh, that's all we can say about that. Uh, and you're bringing up 1.0, this isn't a 1.0 thing at all, it's just a weird Around Reborn thing. <laughs> Okay, um, thank you, uh, Arissa. I hope we have uh, relieved your paranoia. Um, and we move on to the next or question. Enhanced it. Yeah, we might have we made, made, it, made worse. it worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, next question by Dia Lancia from Adamantois. Uh, one of the uh, one of the coolest things about the recent patch has been overlooked. It seems we heard that they were planning on updating the collision stuff in the game, and I think I found out why. Without spoiling, in five point five, a certain piece of zone scenery changed. However, unlike past changes to the scenery, such as uh, Specula Imperatoris and the peaks, the collision of said object actually changed, making it possible to f- fly where this object had once been instead of it being replaced by something that has a similar structure. I double-checked on New Game Plus to make sure the collision had changed too. Now that that it is seemingly possible to change the collision of certain objects in the game, depending on progress, where do you think this could be used next? We've sort of touched on this before, because we obviously noticed Mm -hmm. that this had happened... um, uh, you know, to be well, more precise, they're talking. We're talking about Tiamat. Tiamat. Yeah, in, sorry. As yeah. Oh, okay. So when Tiamat disappears, the collision data changes as well. So if you have not mm-hmm. done that quest, uh, for, and and you and you, let's say, okay, let's say you've done the quest, but your friend has not. Your friend just fly, seem seemingly flying in the air, and then suddenly just bumps into something, gets stuck in the air. That's them <laughs> that bumping happens? into Tiamat. Yes. Oh, I yeah. did, okay. I, I thought you were just like face through it on their screen. No, I'm pretty sure. No, 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 no. Your no. friend has not done the quest, right? So they bump into Tiamat. So if oh. if they're if they're riding pillion on your mount, ooh, I don't know how that works. Do they go I, through? So it, I can I can say this in Rectica, mm-hmm. there is a wall. Yes. That prevents you from going to the right side of the map until mm-hmm. they they clear it for story reasons. Yeah, you will fly if someone is riding mm-hmm. pillion. They will fly through it with you if they are riding pillion on your mount. Oh, I do not know if this applies to Tiamat. I would assume. I would almost assume it's the same tech. So it probably would. You probably I, would go through. I think in like Bosia, if you try going with like. Someone riding pillion, and you're trying to go through like the the gates, you know, for the new bases. Yeah, and they don't have it unlocked. I think they just get like dismounted, <laughs> like instantly. Oh yeah, that makes more sense because that's like progression, like real, like mm-hmm. that would break the game if you could do that. Uh, okay. Um, um, where would I like them to see the music next? The obvious answer is Ishgard. <laughs> yeah, to 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 fix up Ishgard would be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh. I would see. I would, hmm. It it actually opens up so many possibilities. Like they can make permanent changes to the map, 
uh, and make it change only for progression, like mm-hmm. technically, technically. I mean, they would have to oh. do it in cer- it, it, within a certain sc- scope. They can't like do like oh, yeah. uh, Middle Enosha is a crater now. They can't do that because <laughs> that would look no. very strange for people that haven't done you know that part. People disappearing maybe, under the ground and shit would be weird. Maybe they'll do it for like um, Avner because isn't it? Get like blown up. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I, I um, can see that happening. Mm-hmm. There are definitely some things in Stormblood that I'd like them to retroactively have them added to, and I don't. I unfortunately don't think they will. But there are a few gates in, particularly uh, Girbanian zones, that never open up. They're just like a little. You get one of those interact things, like, can you take me to the? Oh yeah. Yes. And then, oh god. I would like them to actually just <clears throat> replace them. But yeah. I don't think they'll do it. It'd be neat if they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Old Mordona and Idleshire could benefit from this technology, but that would require them to actually go back and like, mm-hmm. because if you, you more Mordona is more difficult because I don't know how they would Mordona do that. Mordona is it was like a couple tents, yeah, or something, yeah. Just a couple of tents and an ether, right? That was it. And a gravel path. Mm-hmm. That was it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they will there ever be that... able to implement that properly, considering how it looks now. Mm-hmm. There's the gate in the southwest of Gridania that takes you to the upper upper half of the central shroud. It'd be oh, neat if they change it into just like a zone divider rather than having to talk to that man. Is that White Wolf yeah. Gate, I think? Yeah. That's... I think it's White Wolf Gate. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, weird choice too to have that system. Like we have to talk to someone to go through a door, but it was to like level well, gate be- you, wasn't it originally? So you had yeah, to it was to level gate you. They yeah. didn't want young. They didn't young. They didn't want low level <laughs> people to um be able to go to an area with just like level thirty enemies. Right, right. Um, it's weird that they just didn't have a. Well, it it, it shows you how far we've come. Since a realm reborn, because nowadays mm-hmm. I feel like they could have solved that with just having a quest flag, and once you've done that quest, you have that flag. Mm-hmm. That door now opens when you approach it. Uh, they probably couldn't do that in a realm reborn because they're like, "What the fuck are these tools? What do we do with this?" <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, um, that's like a. Qu- I feel like this is a different discussion altogether, but with all the influx of people playing A Realm Reborn now, there's a lot of complaints. All the complaints are coming in for A Realm Reborn now. Like people are, the people that just started playing like A Realm Reborn, they have reached that point where you start to feel the fatigue of A Realm Reborn around the Mm -hmm. level 30 mark, which is where, you know, you've unlocked your job. That's exciting. But the MSQ suddenly starts grinding to like a uh, slog, you know. You're there, and even they've like fixed up thirty percent, but that isn't enough. It was not at all. No, and people are now starting to be like, "Oh, the pacing has just stopped. Like, there's nothing happening in the story. You're just, you know." And Company of Heroes. Yeah, the Company yeah. of Heroes shit Whoa. that no one cares about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hit the rock with like the the guy in the <laughs> with the hat. Oh, God, it's so stupid. Um, yeah. So I know that it's they probably. I don't know if they're ever gonna fix it again, but because I feel like they put all the a lot of effort into 
cutting down the 30% like the 30% that they did. But it mm-hmm. really shows that a realm reborn even before the thir- imagine before 30%. Like we tried playing a realm reborn from the start to fin- to do it um before they cut the 30% out. We what level did we did I, I at some point I'm like I can't do this. We're not even I don't even think we were level 30. We were like in uh, quarry mill or whatever we were. Uh, in oh, that that's, stream. I forgot about that playthrough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> because that's where I started mm. to feel. Oh yikes! We are, haven't even reached the point where it starts grinding to a halt. We were like, yeah. I knew it. I knew guys... it was coming, and I'm like, I, I, oh, I don't know. I don't want this. You guys are reading everything out loud, which is like, yeah, there's that percent slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that too. Um, I just. At some point, and it's going to be a long time until next time, but maybe like 7 or 8.0, maybe they'll go back again. Because at that point, mm-hmm. it's rough. I've, I see all the criticism and I'm like, you know what? I can't even fight them on that. Like, that's no, that's right. real. Uh, I know. Um, but just get through it. It's still but, but that's Yeah, people say like, get through it. It's worth it when you get to the end. And it is. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I always feel like that's such a that doesn't help you when you're in there you're like yeah but i still have to get through this though Mm. so i know a lot of people have been complaining i've also seen a lot of people saying that around born isn't as bad as everyone makes it out to be as well that's what i heard as well but then i realized they were still like below level 30 because now that they're reaching the the point of like where the brakes are being applied hardcore that's Mm. when they're like oh no what's happening uh, I've especially been uh, paying attention to um, oh, what's his name. The what? Uh, there's uh, Bellular. He talked about that. Like the pacing of a realm reborn is really off because you get mm. all you you get this false feeling of like as you you start the game and you think everyone says this is shit, so I'll give it a chance. And you're like, wait, this isn't shit. This is all right. This is fine. You do, you're doing, you know, the city-state quest, and then you become an envoy. You do the three dungeons, like, in rapid succession. You're like, wow, shit's happening. Uh, you go to Thanalan. You start with the Scion stuff. Uh, there's some awkward vo- <laughs> voice acting, of course. Uh, <laughs> then you do Ifrit. It's like, whoa, shit. And then it starts <laughs> to really be like, okay, we hit Ifrit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it picks up when you start doing Garuda stuff, though. Yeah, it picks up again there, mm-hmm. but there's that gap in between there that's really. Uh, at least you don't have to do the fucking X, the XP gap, like where you're like, okay, I did the story. Mm-hmm. I'm two levels behind. Yeah, I will have uh, to. I have to say though that I appreciate what they've done with, for instance, when you pick your grand company, uh, you just get the seals that you need to unlock the chocobo. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you get them. That's like a quest completion thing. However, the quest completion is done in the Waking Sands. So you have to go back to your grand company mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. after that to get the chocobo license, which is a little mm-hmm. stupid. But... Pray return. <laughs> Pray return, yeah. But you'd get the, you fucking, you get the tickets now. So you can just use a ticket and you just oh, that's right. teleport to the Waking Sands. So uh, stuff like that is good. I like that. that back they've... in my day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know why i went on this tangent but um oh yeah because of what we want to see in the future i what i really want to see in the future is a better realm reborn but hey one can dream i mean it's better than it's ever Mm -hmm. been 
that's one thing. Uh, I with, if there's one thing I would want them to do is to redo all of the cutscenes. That's my dream, because that voice acting is not good. Actually, you know what? I th I'd like it if they add quest sharing, especially for a Robert Moore. Because mm. I feel like a lot of people mm -hmm. will be like, "Oh, let's play together," and it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess we're yeah by ourselves for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's there's also this really awkward thing about. Remember, at some point, I think it's level 10 or 15, they make this big deal out of you unlocking leave quests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and guild tests. And guild tests. But I think specifically leave quests, because you unlock the leave, they're like, leave quests, or yeah, leave quests now available. And you're like, okay, what are leave quests? <laughs> they never really mention it again. And then if you go pick up a the, the unlock quest, they're like, oh yeah, complete this guy's leave quest. But every time I've seen people pick up that quest, they're like, what what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> why, why am I doing this? Uh, it's so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's bizarre. Let me tell you, I think it'd be going in fresh to this game by yourself with like, no one, like, not looking up any guides, not having anyone that you know that played the game to kind of help you. Mm -hmm. Just, like, going in totally, uh, like, fresh. Yeah. This game's fucking weird and kind of hard to get into. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you'll be like, all right, I'm questing. Okay, a blue quest. That unlocks something I probably want to do. Yeah. Oh, look, uh, if it doesn't burn or whatever. Yeah. An extreme quest. Yeah. Let me do that. Yeah. Let me queue up for Ifrit Extreme. <laughs> mm. Yeah? Because it's just like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. God. I will say Ifrit Extreme is doable. We did it. That's... No, it is. We did but... it. No, no. no. Un, un, yeah, but you're doing, you're queuing it. It is not synced. I mean, it's not eye level synced. No. We accidentally went into it once when we and we were like oh we did it yeah and we realized yeah <laughs> yeah and well, we helped remember we helped that old man with quail an old man yeah that's true yeah back in my day um, uh, those weren't blue quests so you didn't even know what the fuck you were if you were unlocking anything at no. all. that was complete <laughs> chaos <laughs> don't uh, forget you have to get the challenge logs because oh yeah just go through this game without the challenge log, i know which is I insane know. I, so I think I've told this story before. So I've been playing with one friend since two, since launch. And until the release of Squadrons, he had never unlocked challenges because the game never tells you to do it. It doesn't. No. It's just a blue quest. I'm like, what, Lenosha somewhere? Yeah. Limsa? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. You, you got to have someone to tell you to do this. <laughs> or like, look mm -hmm. up a video. Technically, oh, yeah. Lim yeah. He Let me didn't realize because it's like, because he's like, how how do I get new new squadron members? Mm. Like, well, you have to you have to do challenges and challenges like that. What's that? Mm. <laughs> well, to be fair, the game does have this like what to do next thing when you log in, and I do believe the challenge log thing appears in there at some point if you. Oh, yeah. okay. But we didn't used to have that. We didn't. No, again, used to be chaos. So yeah. yeah. Um, Actually, you know what? I had something funny too. A friend of mine who's been playing since. Heaven's Word has never unlocked hunts until I told him to, like two weeks ago. Mm. Oh my god! I was like, yeah, like let me let's do our daily hunts for some extra XP, you know, to get you level up. He's like, 
what's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Um, I can see how you can forget how you can like not play the whole game without ever unlocking hunts because that's again another thing that's just never they never make a point of hunts, do they? Oh, mm. not, especially not in Realm Reborn. Mm-hmm. And then, like, imagine also being like, okay, let's do this other. I I just hit level sixty. I'm gonna do this blue quest. Yeah, uh, it's it's something related to Alex. Mm-hmm. Is that like a quick thing, or is that like, yeah. dude, like what's going on here? <laughs> And then it's like now you're rubbed into this thing that you didn't know was yeah. released over the course of like two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. And you try to do it all in one sitting, and it's like, like it's it's so crazy. Like you'd be so overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. I had to tell a friend that's like, okay, you're doing Omega. Take your time. Mm. You can just do four, yeah, like a week, and then okay, go you go. <laughs> oh, that's true. You can't even unlock Huns until you've leveled up in your Grand Company. You need to be a certain yeah. rank. That's another whole system that is completely like, <laughs> what? You you pick your grand company and you just, they, I guess it mentions what rank you are, but then never really mentioned again. So you, that's <laughs> your job to figure out how that system works. So good luck with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like the bone that they throw us every now and then of, ah, oh, you're ranked up in your grand company. Yeah. You're storm captain now <laughs> yes. yeah 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 um oh yeah also yeah, also the fact that you can fly in a realm reborn stones is a good thing for new players i can't even yeah Im- well no because you unlock that after like the level 50 quest right after castrum you unlock it after you complete Praetorium. the msq but you still got it for 2.1 through 2.5 oh so that's, that's true so yeah the, the patch story yeah yeah that's true yeah, yeah. Mm. um anyways uh, that was a mess of an answer, but uh, I feel Absolutely. like you got some some something out of it. I hope. Uh, Dialancia, Lancia, Dialancia. C in English is the bane of my existence because it is sometimes complete, mm. seemingly completely random how you pronounce it, and it is driving me nuts. You uh, need to know where the word comes from. What? You just need to know where the word comes from. Yeah, but sometimes you don't know that. And then no, no, you, you don't. Know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you. Uh, anyways, uh, next uh, question is coming in from Ubi. Ubi. Uh, we don't have a visual for that, so uh, that's good. Oh, okay. Uh, you know yeah, what? Ubi. Just to make it feel like we're going into a new question, I'll just play the intro again. Ubi, ubi, ubi. Okay, so um, this is from uh, Kunal Raha from Brynhildr. Hello, speaks. That's that's what the cool kill kid kids. Cool kills. <sighs> the cool kids call us. Um, I want to bring up the topic of asset reusage in fourteen. I know it's a normal part Ooh. of game development, and even more so in something like an MMO. However, I've started to wonder if there was something limiting creation of new assets for the Shadowbringers patch cycle. Mm, fewer dungeons. I wonder. Fewer dungeons. <laughs> no deep dungeon. Two relic areas instead of four in Eureka. Unreal trials. Multiple Bahamut reskins. Lunar Ifrit. Eden primals have new models but still share effects. Textures. Near raids are mostly assets from automata etc turncliffe and bosia solo duty stand out as unique new areas but i can't think of many besides are they r- really that development heavy maybe squares 3d artists are mostly working on 16 maybe i'm overthinking it but i'm curious to hear if it's something you've noticed as well thank you well thanks uh, the 
<clears throat> we've talked about this re relatively recently about reusing assets. Um, it is interesting how it seems to go up more. And more. I mean, it makes sense as well because they have more assets to reuse as yeah. they like. Mm -hmm. They introduce one new asset, and they're they. I've always said if they make made a unique <laughs> asset, there's no way they're never they're not going to reuse it at some point. That is too mm -hmm. valuable. Like that's it's an asset. Uh, so I don't know. Few. I don't know if we can. Is it because people are working on 16? I don't think so. 14 has its own development well, team, so I, it shouldn't be affected by that. I think the reuse of assets has been pretty consistent, and I don't even think it's pretty glaring or anything. Like, and then sometimes, like a lot of times, you'll see a mono, like you won't even realize it's a reuse asset. Right. Yeah. Like Omega, that we we just recently found out it's uses the fucking frog skeleton. Or yeah, that's true. Or, or like. Um, uh, what's the the one boss from Omega? The uh, the big blue man, the from four, the tree. Oh, the tree. Uh, yeah. Oh, I X death. Uh, from five. No, X death. Yeah, X death. Yeah, X death. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you wouldn't. I mean, I. Well, maybe you might get. You that understand it when you when you've been told. You you like yeah. you're like okay yeah obviously that is yeah. him but and stuff like gear too like. Even when Heaven's Heart came out, a lot of gear was like recolored gear. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, mm -hmm. I, it, there are. I, I think it's consistent. So there's I one thing that I want them to stop doing, and that is to stop reusing assets that are very obvious. That are very obvious, like Ravana. You have to stop. You have to stop reusing the Ravana one because that is just Ravana. No matter how many color combinations you put on them or how much glow you put on them, I know it's Ravana. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> it's too oh, yeah. unique looking. Umbra, you're right. Fucking Kukulin. Every time you see Kukulin. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. like in three times oh, Shadowbringers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no. that's true uh yeah the big like, toothpaste man the big toothpaste man toothpaste oh toothpaste man oh yeah the big toothpaste man yeah mm. yeah yeah like there's definitely a few that stand out but i don't i don't know it's never really been much of a bother and it makes sense as to, you know, yeah i'm so used to it now that i don't really think it's not reached a point where it's an like annoying because i still they still do a really good job at masking the the, the skeleton, the rig. Yeah. Um, I mean, and there's parts. always there's still a lot of unique stuff too, like a lot mm. of trials, like new expansion trials, like in the base expansion. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them are mostly just unique stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of and a lot of especially the ones that are based on like uh, female models are very unclear mm -hmm. as to what they are. For example, um, the Fifth, the the boss bef the final the second last boss in Delubrum is uh Shiva. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Um I don't know if um We had the Gundam <laughs> like the Gundam, that's crazy. I mean it's just the um I think it's just the 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 teacher thing from Rana Lighthouse, mm -hmm. the the robot. Yeah. What's his face? Construct. Construct. Yeah, I think it's based on the that. Teacher? Yeah, I, I don't know what to call him. He teaches me math. Horrible. He forces math upon me. <laughs> I don't. But okay. So essentially, I think 
it is better that they reuse uh i th i think when they draw like a monster or, or a, an enemy designer of, of or any character design i i don't think they go oh it needs this rig when they design it mm -hmm. they probably look at the design and then someone goes i think that can fit on that rig and then they will use that rig. But if it doesn't fit a rig, they'll make one. I think that's how they work. Remember, mm -hmm. when an asset is made into the game, it exists in the game. It's an asset that they can easily pull out, reskin, and just put yeah. in without bloating it. Because if they added a rig for every fucking enemy every time, we would have a massive game. So yeah. My whole and set I is falling apart. It is completely, <laughs> it's so hot in uh, here right now. It's probably like 30 plus degrees in here. And the Wow. Is and, your computer just heating up the place? Yeah, yeah, because I have to close the windows and turn off all the fans and everything. There's nothing running. Yeah. There's n All air is c completely still in here. Oh, so the yeah, adhesive but... on all my lights are literally melting. <laughs> so that's so why sorry. it's falling off right now. Uh, yeah. It's very hot. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Chat's bringing up the false idol being Cloud of Darkness. I think that's particularly obvious because they are both the final boss of their raids. Yeah. Raid series. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're, um, um, as for pulling no, no. assets from other, yeah, as for pulling assets from other games, like it just makes sense too. It's already done. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's it, the models still look good. Uh, like Kefka was, he yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, particularly with the models from 12, 13, Neo Automata, Dissidia, they're relatively like usable in our game. Yeah. It, it kind of just makes sense, like Rollo mm. said, it just makes sense mm -hmm. if you have it. You have it, so just use yeah. it. I'm surprised we, I'm surprised we haven't seen more fifteen models, to be honest. But I'm sure, I'm sure that will happen with time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, um, this wasn't just about models, though. It was also no. about content. Yes, but there, yes. I feel like yeah. So um, yes, I wonder if there's something limiting creation of new assets for the Shadowbringers patch cycle. So yeah. I think the Eureka to the Bosian comparison is not as bad as people think it is because for Eureka, four zones, mm -hmm. and then there was, uh, what's the dungeon thing called in Valdezian Arsenal? Valdezian Arsenal. Yeah. This time. Valdezian. <laughs> Sorry, I mispronounced that so badly. Valdezian Arsenal. Two, this time we have two zones. We have Jalubrum Regine. We have. Lacus Latore and the Dauriada. And we also have the unique instance that starts the quest line as well. So there's actually quite a few unique like zones that were created for this when you think about it. That instance, by the way, yeah. the production value in it is like crazy high for something yeah. you're gonna use once. Like I mm -hmm. saw it and I was like, okay, we're gonna come here often because yeah. this is like and we don't. No. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. It, yeah. I think the only only thing I have to say about the Eureka zones compared to Bosia is that there's more in them. Like, there's more design in the zones. Bosia is mm -hmm. drab, brown, and gray most of the time with very few assets in there. But that's the only thing Eureka has going for it. And I agree with what you said. There's more. I feel like there's more unique content mm -hmm. in Bosia overall mm -hmm. I, I feel like for the most part the reduction in the amount of like things we have in game 
has mostly coincided with like an increase in quality yeah. of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not exactly everything, especially when it comes to dungeons. I feel like yeah, I, I feel like you could make one dungeon. Yeah, patch. yeah. I th- we, yeah, yeah I, agree. I think they can manage seven like Stormblood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, this is like a problem, and I've, I've been worried about it for a while. Is the the way that they keep cutting? That's like we get one less thing, but in a, we get something else. But if you look mm-hmm. at the the other the something else that we get, it's usually not that great. Like we got the un uh, the un what is it the unreal, unreal trials unreal trials was that. Was that really worth it? <laughs> I mean, it's I, it's neat, I guess. I think a lot of people like them, but is I don't it know worth, these people, so maybe I'm imagining it. Is it worth one less dungeon? That's it's weird to say because, like, okay, like loot, like reducing Eureka areas from Bosia, you can kind of see, like, all right, this, like, you can see the quality increasing and changing from there, whatever. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, like. With dungeons, it's like okay, you get less one less dungeon. Like you can't really say where it goes. No, you know. Mm-hmm. Like actually, I mean, we can. They have they have told us where that where that goes. It goes oh, into the they? trust AI. Fuck the trust. I don't use that. I'm <laughs> done with that. <laughs> yeah, because they need to re- They need to essentially program the trusts for e- every boss each time they make a new dungeon. Hmm. Uh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> The I would say about the Unreal thing as well is that Unreal isn't even new content. It's not even adjusted in terms of mechanics. It's the fight, but it's just boosted in HP and damage output. That's all Unreal is, if we're going to strip it apart. And that is that was touted as like, guys, we have this new exciting content coming, this expansion. Here it is. Mm. I called don't... it new because I think they said it was something that everyone requested. Who requested I, that? I think people requested just being able to use their skills in any content. Yeah, no I matter think, the level. I think mm. this was a monkey paw thing again. So I think yes, I agree. Yeah, I mean the other monkey paw thing about it is why is it time like locked yeah. so that it goes away yeah, after right. a patch? Yeah, why is there fear of missing out for a reused? extreme yeah old one and i mean there's no real i guess you don't really miss anything by not doing it because there'll be another one Mm -hmm. and you get the same rewards pretty much yeah i don't know well we in if we we got um ishgard restoration i guess i mean that's a yeah that's that's a success and i think that was good content so i mean there we get some bad we get some good uh i still don't think Dungeons should have suffered for it, though. That's mm. uh, just one more. I, I know. Yeah. I know people don't like that because it, 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 it really makes expert roulette even more unbearable than it yeah. should be. Because yeah, I don't. They seem to think that dungeons aren't interesting. Well, they've made it that way, haven't they? By releasing <laughs> one per uh, pa- uh, patch. It's like mm-hmm. you don't want to run an expert roulette when there's a fucking. Yeah, but is... they seem to think this. They seem to think this back in Stormblood as well. I know they've always touted this. They're like, oh yeah, no, no one likes dungeons. It's like, mm. what are you on about? Uh, it's fun, like variety's nice. It's yeah. fun to be like, oh, 
I got the dungeon that's different. I, don't know. I know. I understand the hard mode argument is that they're. I kind of liked hard mode. And yeah, I, I, I like hard modes as well. Yeah, yeah, that they took a dungeon and they changed it around. And I, I mean, even mm. though hard mode isn't like the, it's it's not hard mode. It's just different yeah. mode. Uh, but mm. it's it was still I I thought that was quite fun. But yeah, and it's like it made sense because you're reusing some assets. Yeah, you're just you're sprucing up a little bit. Maybe like change. Yeah. You get to see some lore as things progress in this area yeah. too. Like fractal continuum uh, hard. That shit's dope. Yeah. That's so yeah, cool. Really cool. Yeah. Now it's like, well, now we're going to get to anything like that no. <laughs> in the dungeon at least. No. I, yeah, and I like the, I like how they sometimes have unique mechanics. There's in St. Lucian Arboretum's hard mode, there's, you have to wash the enemies so that they become weaker. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get to hear like music like remixed as well, usually in the hard yeah. mode dungeons, which is well, cool. Well, it's a shame that the last hard mode dungeon we got had a bad remix. True. That's true. Uh, okay. I understand. We are talking. It was St. Mosey and Arboretum hard mode. I oh. see a lot of people <laughs> talking about how when you've played the game for a long time, dungeons are boring. Okay. I like the variety. But what is like, this I game mean, then? What are you doing and, this? What is, and dungeons may be boring, but you need to do the expert roulette at least every tome patch. So at least make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to do like instance content in this game, there's dungeons, alliance raids, and trials primarily. And then raids. And normal raids. Yeah. Dungeons is like the most normal thing to do in an MMO. I don't know why, and that's I don't know. It's weird. I if they what if they one day were like, no more dungeons. Uh, all MSQ will have instance duties instead, right? So there's no more dungeons being added. Would that be? Would people be sad about that, or would we still be like, no, mm. that's fine. I'm so tired of dungeons anyway. I don't know. It's a weird... Uh, people that say they don't like dungeons, I find uh, that to be odd in an MMORPG. Oh, I, think, I think there's, like, enough, like... Like, you can really optimize in a dungeon if you really pay attention to some stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really like trying mm -hmm. to find those, like, little secrets of, like, you stand right here, you get the vulnerability debuff on enemies, yeah. and, like, you're... Or if you do the the, the gorilla fucking thing in Rectica, yeah. or, or whatever it's called, mm -hmm. that dungeon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that stuff's cute. I mean, yeah. wish it was more of it. Uh, and I, I do wish in general dungeons were more interesting yeah. and varied. Yeah. But yeah. that's still, I can still lament having more dungeons and also want more interesting dungeons. Yeah. I don't like that dungeons are suffering because we uh, have to get stuff like Unreal trials. Yeah. I think that's what gives mm -hmm. it a sour note for mm -hmm. me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And dungeons, they can make interesting dungeons. Look back on a Realm Reborn. Remember Faris Sirius at launch? Oh. At, at 2.1 launch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. I mean... <laughs> I don't know if that's the best example. Mm. Uh, uh, completely destroyed the expert roulette. It was the first time as a healer I had to stand... Because no one dared use the expert roulette because they thought they were going to get uh, Faris Sirius. So I had to <laughs> wait as a healer for like over 30 minutes to get in for an expert roulette. I um yeah i, I, I think you get some sorry go, Make you go on rollo um i think you get some interesting stuff though in later dungeons like i mean they they're a little bit more difficult which is a nice change of pace kind of like mm -hmm. um the burn the mist dragon 
that was pretty that was kind of tough at launch yeah yeah, yeah. like it, mm-hmm. it was um same thing with the vault yeah <laughs> yeah the, the fucking chair burt <laughs> yeah fucking kill you. um it's... and the airy the final boss there is slightly tough when when you get a good dungeon that's like you remember that mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. long time yeah. like it I mean, there's a lot of bad ones. I mean, there's been mm-hmm. a lot of... We've had a few stinkers. Um, but there's so many good ones as yeah. well. And that you're going to dislike more than you like, I think. Yeah. I think it's just a natural thing. You're going to yeah. dislike more. And of course, you. you've run these so many times through all the roulettes. Yeah. So, of yeah. course. But, yeah. And I can. I feel like the last time I really enjoyed the expert roulette was actually like 4.5. Where I really enjoyed all three dungeons that were in the expert roulette. Mm. Or oh, that was which one? Hell's Lid. No, uh, that's not four point five. No, uh, it was. Um, sorry, it was uh, the burn. It was mostly in hard mode, and it was um, what's it called? As Gimot Dal. Oh yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Whereas this time, this five point five, I feel like I have barely done the expert roulette Same. at all. Yeah. I hated fucking. Was it five point one when we had the cosmos in the fucking expert roulette? Uh, <laughs> people hate that. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. It was that... five point one and five point five point two. Yeah. That the cosmos was in the expert two roulette. Two patches. You had to be like. There's a one in three chance you'd get the fucking cosmos. Burnt well, in five point two, it's a one in two chance actually. Oh yeah. Fucked up. It was grand cosmos or academia. Uh, not academia. Sorry. Um. Anamnesis Anida. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucked up. Uh, last dungeon you have disliked. And Can you remember? Last that? dungeon I disliked. Sorry, Rilla? Academia. I hated doing oh. it. I was like, doing expert on, on lots of Shadowbringers, I'm like, cool. I'm either going to get uh, the twinning, which is amazing. That dungeon's still one of my favorites, especially for the song, too. Or Amorot, which is dope. It's yeah. just cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fucking academia. I hate it so much. I don't like being there. Well, for me, it's definitely Grand Cosmos. Uh, isn't that controversial? Probably a Hero's Gauntlet. <laughs> You've said you didn't like that before. Yeah, you, you know what? Yeah. I, I support that. I don't think it was as good as people hyped it up to be. I find all the enemies really boring. Yeah, yeah. They're all like the I same glowy They They all just be people... Yeah, they all just be people. But I, I like looking up close at them. Like, oh, it's like a Final Fantasy. I do like that they character. all have different outfits, but I feel like the glow makes it difficult to tell that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, I will say about the Grand Cosmos, by the way, is that I really liked it. This one of those dungeons where you like it the first time you go in, because I like the idea that they had this like really massive like palace, and it's so massive you had to like run through like rooms that were just empty. And I like the that yeah. ballroom scene. It's very like uh, Disneyland haunted mansion <laughs> bullshit. But yeah, you, when you get that on your roulette for like the 10th time, that's <laughs> it's too big. Yeah. It's too big. It's nice to explore. It's not nice to run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Okay, well, there you go. Uh, we need to wrap up here. Uh, Dia uh, Lancia, uh, thank you uh, for thank the question. You, thank, you. Uh, thank you to everyone Ooh. who sent in Mogmail. Remember, you can send in Mogmail mm-hmm. at speakersxiv.com slash Mogmail. Uh, we'll most likely read some more next that week. Was, that was Kanal Raha, by the way, for the question. 
Oh, sorry. Kanal Raha. Sorry, that was the previous question. I'd scrolled up accidentally. Kanal Raha, thank you for your question. Um, all right. Uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Uh, same time, same place. Remember, post show is coming up after this if you're watching live. Uh, remember to follow on Twitter at speakersxav, twitch.tv slash speakersofheidelin, youtube.com slash speakersxav, exclamation discord in chat if you want to join our discord server. If you're watching on demand, links in the description. Uh, Cerulean Reactor episode 3 will be out on Speakers Place on Monday, so it will be out by the time you're watching this on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash speakersplace. Send mugmail, speakersxav.com slash mugmail. Going into the post show now. Uh, see you there, and if not, see you next week. Goodbye! Bye! Bye. You've just listened to an episode of Speakers of Heidelin, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com speakersxiv or buy some merch at teespring.com stores speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.